JJ Kavnan Sons, keeping the country moving for almost a century. Right, a very good evening. You're very welcome to Friday Evening Talk Sport. It's uh, Split the Pot Evening. So there's the usual mayhem around. We're rolling the drum and we're counting the tickets and all the rest. So that'll be happening just a few minutes. And of course we have, uh, well, we're getting into winter because Dundalk All Weather Track is back and Beryl will be looking at uh, what's likely to happen there. And, of course, Nicky has the presidential pin shining after the ploughing match and uh, we'll be going to James's Park looking at what's happening there. But what's happening first is split the pot and the first prize is €780. Euros. Eugene has stayed on. He's doing overtime. And uh, he's going to uh, draw the... He's going to draw the winning ticket and he makes his way over to the microphone now. Eugene... Uh, yes. No... All you have to do, yeah. He, so was, the, he was looking for the money. The, win, <laughs> the winner of the uh, 80 euros, is it? 80 no, euros? First, first, sorry, first prize. The first prize of 780 euros goes to Catrin O'Keefe. Catrin O'Keefe, 780 euros. 780 euros. Now he makes his way back to the drum oh, again. And yeah, and we think that's, in, you know, readers. He's gone to, gone to the shoulder getting this one. Yeah. Right. Well, Michael has given it another turn, he figures. Is this 13? Right, yeah, right. Aurea's pub. <laughs> Aurea's pub was the, the cellar. I was down there earlier and they were looking confident. <laughs> Dara O'Dwyer is the second one. Dara O'Dwyer. So, congratulations. Dara gets 80 euro. Okay, Dara O'Dwyer, 80 euro. And now, the last prize. Eugene again. Eugene's wearing the, the Irish jersey. He could he could nearly play in the front row. <laughs> uh, and the final prize of fifty euros goes to Jim Nugent Senior, oh. care of Jim again. Cashin. Again, unreal. <laughs> That'll fund the treble for another five weeks, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> So there you are. That's uh, the three. A Cat- recap there. Catherine O'Keefe and the, uh, win 780 euro top prize and it was bought in Oreadas. Dara O'Dwyer, I think sold by uh, Barry Henriquez, we think, wins 80 euro and Jim Nugent Sr. wins another 50 euro and he purchased his envelope from Jim Cashin. So thanks to everybody who bought, everybody who sold and uh, Catherine, enjoy your 780 euro. Right. Jim Nugent will put that in his post office savings bank. <laughs> <laughs> the 50 euro. How's Bear Scott? I'm good, Pat. I'm good. Bear, did, uh, you, did you make money in Listowel? I didn't do any harm. I won't say I made any money, but I didn't lose a lot. Oh, you're all right, <laughs> I'll, so. I'll, I'll give it back with the treble tomorrow. Anyone that ca- comes out and carry you with uh, level, they're all right. Oh, they're, they're doing all right. That's true. That's true. You're on the all-weather track. We're on the all-weather tonight, but there was racing in Listowel, Pat. I have the results from there. If you'd like me to give them, I, I can give them. Yeah, work away. Yeah, well, they started in Listowel at 1.35. The winner of the first is... Number 12, Tagman, 6-4 on favourite. Second, number 17, River Tara, 3-1. And third was number 8, Secrecies of Stone, 12-1. to 
the 205, the winner here was number 14, Man of Work, 11 to 1. Second was number 8, Horace Derry, 13 to 2. Third was number 5, she could be anything, 5 to 1 favourite. And fourth was number 9, the company sergeant, 16 to 1. The 240, this went to number 6, Rage and Cajun, 18 to 1. Second was number 17, oh here we go, 28 to 1. Third was number 11, Jack's Fancy, 8 to 1. And fourth was number 5, Stellar Symphony, before the one favourite. 315, the winner was number 4, Another Nightmare, 40 to 1. Second was number uh, 20, Amazing Amy, 14 to 1. Third was number 10, Big Social, 6 to 1. And fourth here was number 14. If I can just say, I look at the name of it here now. <laughs> I like the way you like it. And that was 14 to 1. Moving on to the 350. This was won by number 11, Cave Court, 6 to 1. Second was number 16, Likeable Chancer, 10 to 1. And third was number 7, Care Down By, at 12 to 1. The beaten favourite there was number 6, and 16 ran. The 425, the winner was number 3, Fighting Fit, 9 to 2, Jan Favour. Second was number 2, Baron Acuria, the other 9 to 2, Jan Favour. And third was number 10, by the same token, 8 to 1. Five o'clock went to number four, Course Brain, seven to two, second number two, Manila Mate, eleven to eight on favour, and third number eight, Queen of Seduction, four to one. The last race, the five thirty five, went to number eleven, Springs the Girl, eleven to two. Second was number six, one for the fair rain, thirteen to two, and third was number five, Mount Sinai, the five to two favour. That was the racing in the store where, as you said, Pat, they kicked off for the Friday night Dundalk season. And tonight started well for the Pontos, I have to say. The four, first race, 450, was won by number one, Alabama, the 9 to 4 on favour. Second was number seven, Emerald Banker, 4 to 1. And third was number eight, Jack Who, 12 to 1, and 9 ran. The 5.25, number 10, Nicky Swango, 2 to 1 favourite. Second was number 3, Dramondo, 33 to 1. And third, number 5, Perfect Judgment, 130 and 14 rand. 6 o'clock, which has just finished up there. Favourites couldn't keep winning. Number 1, Charlie's was the winner here, 33 to 1. Second was number 11, Talia, the 9 to 4 favourite. And third was number six, Exquisite Acclaim, at 9 to 2 and 13 ran. To continue in Dundalk, the half six and the seven o'clock are two divisions of a one mile handicap for three year olds and upwards. The half six race, very open looking race on papers, four to one, number two, Rockborough Lad, the favourite. It's five to one, number nine, above it all. 6 to 1, number 6, James Henry. Around the same price, number 1, Jazz Dreamers. 8 to 1, number 5, Lasting Peace. And 10 to 1, Bar. Well, there's not a lot to go on. I have to say the Dundalk season kicking off. 
But number eight, who is, I think, around a 12 to 1 chance, Sunset Nova, bit of a specialist up in Dundalk, has been catching the eye on the turf recently. Might repay a little each way wager there. In Division 2 at 7 o'clock, the favourite here is number 6. Featured is 7 to 2. Then it was um, 5 to 1, number 5, Circus. Also number 8, Ferry Bank. 6 to 1, number 7, Monsoon. 7 to 1, number 1, Hello Harry. 8 to 1, number 2, Indiana Gray. And number 3, General Idea. 12 to 1, Bar. Again, very tricky looking, 7 to 2, very uh, smallish looking price about the favour here. I think they could go 5 or 6 to 1 the field. It's a very, very open race. Two that I think would have a chance in the end of great number 2 and number 3, general idea, are both drawn pretty bad, I have to say. I like uh, number 10, Pulse of Shanghai. A bit of a, an all-weather specialist is that, again, he's been catching the eye on the turf in recent times and uh, 12 to 1 he, he might be the one for the East Ray Punter but it's very very tricky the 7.30 a hand in the Princess Handicap over a mile and a half again the usual 14 runners the favourite is number 7 Palace Rock at 7 to 2 which then 9 to 2 number 6 Loop Short 5 to 1 number 1 Coast Steel also number 9 Liberated Life and it's 10 to 1 bar. Well, look, uh, I think the safest thing in Dundalk tonight is to watch it. <laughs> and I have a, have a notebook which I keep writing down what might win the next time out. It's hard to be sure about anything going back to the all weather tonight. But number two, Dalby, was quoted 33 to 1 this morning. He has a goodish record in Dundalk. He hasn't run there for a while, of course, but he's been doing okay on the turf. Written by Adam Caffrey, I think he might repay each way support in that. The eight o'clock and the half eight, again, two divisions of a one mile and a quarter uh, handicap. Both have 14 runners down to go. The eight o'clock, the favourite here is number one, Drago Pulp Track at three to one, it's five to one. Number four, Barrettstown, also five to one. Number eight, Fairy Tale Princess. Also number 11, Nevada Brave. And also number six, Taxing. I think that's the one that's right. So not 100% sure there. Again, very, very tricky looking. I would like Drago Perkrack, the favourite here. Not drawn that well. Ben Cohen in the saddle. Over a mile and a quarter, the draw shouldn't really you know it shouldn't play uh, much of a part but uh, it, it might but I think Drago Perkrack will take a bit of beating there finally the half eight the other division of this the favourite here today was number two Mags Black Eights at five to one it was eleven to two number thirteen Roman six to one number five DeLuca Chop and also number twelve Numidia Ten to one, number eight, Blackstone Cliff. Twelve to one, Bar. Very, very tricky. Worse than the first division, I have to say. Blackstone Cliff would have a bit of a chance, bit of a, a course specialist this that as well. Ben Cohen in the saddle again, not throwing terribly well, but it shouldn't matter over the mile and a quarter. I also like number twelve, Numidia, who uh, has only won once, I think, and that was around Dundalk. Who knows? Tonight might might be win number two.
Thanks, Bar. And the racing tomorrow, where is it? Yeah, tomorrow, we're actually, there's racing in the store and also in the Cora tomorrow. So there's good racing. Okay, thanks, Bear. We'll talk to you tomorrow. God rest, right? Okay, that's Bear Scott there on uh, the racing. We'll go Greyhound Racing now, Nicky Brennan. Tonight out on the Freshford Road. Hope you'll have a good night. It's a, a night for uh, Clara National School, a fundraiser night out for them. We wish them well. Starting at half past seven with a welcome to Clara National School fundraiser 525. And I'm going for number three, Schlieve Bladma, uh, owned by Gavin Johns and trained by Karen Ramsbottom to get the better of number four, Susan Hennessy, owned Paul Hennessy, trained Duff the Trilby. Race number four, two is the split the pot at Kenny track. It's an ON3525. And I'm going for Hill Road Paddy, a syndicate from Bolton Glass, and uh, trained by locally there as well by one of the syndicate lads. And to get the better of Bully by William Corbett from Thurles, owned and trained. Race number three is the first final of the night, and it's a €2,000 uh, for the winner. The JAG Unrace Series Grand Final 525, sponsored by JAG Building Services. And I'm going for number five, Mike Buckley's all the way from Limerick. They don't come up from Limerick for no reason at all, so he must be a good one. Felbert Fern to get the better of number four. All the way from Waterford, Matthew Scurry owned and trained Class Dougal. Classy Dougal. Race number four, it's the Stories Kennels A3 Novice 525, and that's Gavin uh, O'Mahony's is the Stories Kennels. He sponsors that. Going for number six in this race, Frank Whelan's from Kildare, owned and trained Baru Eve to get the better of Thomas Norton's owned and trained Black December. Race number five, another final out there tonight, it's the Peter Meany Memorial ON2525 final, 1400. Euro for the winner, kindly sponsored by the family of the late Peter Meany. Uh, going for number four, it's Marissa Malloy and Stephen Dunn, Marty owned, Marty Lahi trained, Raha Seco to get the better of number five, Jerry Hannon's owned, Carl Ramsbottom trained, Deadly Quick Show. Um, that will be uh, between those two, I reckon. And well, I'm going for four to beat five. I couldn't go against our own Marty Lahi. Race number six. It's the Greyhound Make Great Pets, A5525. And we're going for number six, Peter Bateman from Kilkenny. Martin Fortune trained Fortunate Crest to get the better of a syndicate care of Christy Hayes and owned and trained by him, uh, Kilfane Frank. Number seven, big, big race here tonight is the Jag Building Services and Kilkenny Greyhound Owners and Breeders Derby 525 final. Kindly sponsored by Jag Building Services and Kilkenny Ground Owners and Breeders. Add nice €9,000 to the winner here, and this could very well be a big race here. It's up between a few of them, but I'm going for the Pat Scullio and Morty Lahey train, the Black Swallow. But flying home as well, maybe ahead of him, maybe behind him, I don't know. I'm saying behind him, number four, Roberto O'Keefe's own Michael Donnelly train, Kilaro, Roberto, big dog. But number five, Liam Peacock's bogger Dusty won't be too far away. But anyway, I'm going for three to first, four second anyway. We'll see what happens after that. Race number eight, the Irish Retired Greyhound Trust, A3A4525. Five, five. We're going for number three to win this race, Mary Buggy on Thomas Buggy train, Kilgraney Flower to get the better of Billy Murphy's and Francis Mullins on the train. Scott Bella. Race number nine, the Kilkenny Greyhound Owners and Breeders open uh, 525. We're going for number six, Tommy's Hewick. That dog actually came, uh, was in the Reserve Derby final recently. Uh, it's a Paulstown O oh, syndicate trained by Michael Donnelly to get the better of number two. Check for Sir, 
a syndicate from Mallow trained by Carl Ramsbottom. Uh, race number 10. It's another final. It's the Stan Berrigan Memorial Works A2525 final, kindly sponsored by Stan Berrigan. €900 Euro to the winner here. We're going for a local dog here. Number one, Ballybock Carroll, Pat Carroll Owen, Marty Lahey trained to get the better off. Karen Geegans from Galway. Nielus O'Connor trained Kill Colgan Chief, uh, another serious greyhound. And finally, at last race is Time Greyhound in Nutrition A1525. We're going for number six, Jared Kerwins owned James J. Frisbee trained Arigal Rise to get the better of Pat Comfort from Callan Murty Lahey trained Maori Man. And um, that is the forerunner to a 12,000. Uh, thousand euro stake which starts next week the time greyhound nutrition so super racing out there on the Freshford Road and super stakes so well done to Tom and they'll be all over there by about 10 o'clock tonight OK thanks Nicky we'll take a break Friday evenings talk sport on 88.7 FM with JJ Kavanagh bus and coach hire JJ Cavanagh Sons sponsoring Friday Talk Sport from 6 to 7 on Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. Okay, and we're 26 and a half minutes past uh, the hour of 6, and we're joined by Jerry Drennan. How are you, Jerry? Good evening, Pat. How are you? Jerry, uh, Junior Championship, and uh, three games on Sunday at high noon, and uh, actually involving your own club, Galmai against Clonine. That's right, Pat. Yeah, the. Th- Preliminary rounds are on this weekend. Um, I suppose it's for the three teams that finished at the bottom of each group. So, uh, yeah, Galmai, we finished fourth in our group, so we play the bottom team in the other group, which was Clonine. And the other two games feature John Locks, who were bottom of our group. Uh, they play Greg Namana and Steve Rue uh, were second last. They played Kilmacow, who were second. Uh, fifth in their group I think it was okay. so yeah three, ga- three games at high noon on Sunday the three winners go forward to the following weekend and the three losers are uh, finished for the year So it's, that was uh, my next die. question are the losers gone yeah the losers are gone and the three winners go into a, a draw on Sunday evening at half past six. The three winners will go into one pot and in the other pot will be Tullaher, Ross Birkin, Emeralds and Ballyragget. So uh, that'll right. be an open draw. Okay. Uh, plus there's one, there's one other game then in the first round proper which sees Barra Rangers play Pilltown. So you have four games coming up the weekend after. All right. Okay. And uh, then the 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 league finalists, which is uh, St. Lactons and Winegap, and that game, of course, off this weekend. Yes, I believe there's a bereavement in St. Lactons and uh, our sympathies to the family involved. Um, I'm not sure if there's a refixture on it, but uh, that was meant to be tomorrow. But um, uh, it can still go ahead next weekend, I suppose. Neither team are going to be involved next weekend either. They uh, would have a bye into the quarter final, both Winegap and said Lack. Nice. So I suppose okay. there isn't a, there isn't a huge rush. Although both teams will will want to be fa- facing uh, into championship and kind of concentrating on that. So time will tell when when that league final will go ahead. Mm. Right, starting with your own game against Clonine, and that's in Cannon Cairns Park, twelve noon on Sunday. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? What sort of form are both teams in? Uh, sure, I suppose um, 
similar enough form really uh, Clonine have been in a, a tough enough group and they, they finished bottom of the group but they did put up some good performances along the way uh, even last weekend now they hit uh, uh, I think it was 13 points against St. Patrick's uh, Ballyragget and uh, the game before that which took my eye was they hit four goals against Tullaher Ross Birkin um, I know Ross Tullaher beat them by, with a good number of points but for any uh, team to hit four goals against Tullaher from what I saw of Tullaher this year they're they're not too bad um, their main men up front I suppose will be Michael Doyle who's been taking their freeze and uh, Harry Roach has been playing well along with the two Cooney brothers up the middle so um, for ourselves uh, we had a checkered campaign we started off well with a good win over Sleeve Rue and then we suffered defeats to uh, Wine Gap Barra Rangers and Callan St. John Locks but we finished up last weekend we got the edge over Emeralds I suppose the Emeralds didn't have a huge lot to play for last weekend uh, but it gave us a an extra two points to put us in fourth place so I'd be hoping that our form is coming at this time um, it'll have to come on Sunday or we'll be left behind um, there's never anything easy against Clonine we played them in a challenge back in March and, and uh, there was very little in it they led us by a lot at half time so uh, it'll be do or die on Sunday and uh, sure look at I'd be hoping that Gal Mike can edge it um, big wide pitch in, in Cannon Cairns Park might suit um, but uh the forecast for Sunday is for a very wet day so I suppose that's going to have a big bearing on the outcome of a lot of matches as well Yeah, no doubt And uh, then uh, the John Locks uh, they're in action against Greg Namana in Innistig Yeah, um, in Innistig at 12 as well um, unfortunately for John Locks they have lost a couple of uh, key players their goalie I think is Owen Byrne was gone for the last two games I, I believe he's emigrated or has gone abroad and their main forward uh, who uh, was really been shining for them in all the earlier rounds Ryan Bergen I believe has, has gone as well so um, that uh, had a big reflection in their result against Lee Rue on last Tuesday night where Sleeve Rue beat him I think it was 4.22 to 1.15 um, four goals by Sleeve Rue on, on John Locke's uh, their, their, their defence I suppose uh, is lacking that, that goalie Owen Byrne that they had earlier on in the year and, and Ryan Bergen was getting all their scores on the other hand then Greg Namana um have been depending a lot on Michael Bulger for most of their scores he's been doing very well and he's in the form of his life this year but they also have a couple of very good players uh, who have featured underage for Kilkenny in recent times in Pierce Blanchfield and Ted Dunn who was on the under 20s there this year so um I'd imagine it'll be a very, very close game, but I'd imagine uh, Greg Namana might have a little bit more firepower up front. Um, but I could be wrong. John Locks have proved a couple of teams wrong, including ourselves already this year, and they won't give up, that's for sure. OK, well then, uh, Kilmacow and Sleeveroo, uh, neighbours, and uh, very. Uh, this looks a very close kind of a game. Yeah, of the three games, I find this one of the hardest to call. Um, Kilmacow have been coming along nicely during the year. They've been hitting high scores of points, 21 against Freshford, 20 against Lanine, 18 against Piltown, and that's good scoring. Um, Sleeve Rue, on the other hand, they had a lot of injuries. Um, Niall Walsh was injured early on in the year. He had a hip operation. Paul Rocket was out for a long time. Those two players are back. Um, I don't know about Owen Kenny, if he's back or coming back, but Paul Rocket and Isle Walsh uh, have been two mainstays of the Sleeve Root team for many years and uh, with them in their ranks they're a different team now than they were earlier on in the season and um, 
it'll be a very hard match to call to be honest Kilmac Howard depending an awful lot still on Johnny Haynes up front he's been a great servant as has Luke Harney at centre back and uh, they'll need Kilmac Howard will need someone to step up to, to help Johnny Hayes up front um, or, or Sleeve Rue could, could well take this one because as I said Sleeve Rue scored 4-22 last Tuesday night um, in, in the last league match that was huge scoring against John Loxon that'll take a, a bit of a beating if they hit anything like that again so Sleeve Rue might be coming at the right time possibly Okay, so then um, w- without calling your own one you kind of feel it's Greg Namana and, uh, and Sleeve Rue getting through Yeah, I, I feel Greg Namana um, Sleeve Rue by a whisker um, I, I, it won't be much to be honest um, I just think that they might be coming at the right time and they're a, they're a strong physical team and they'll take a bit of beating but Kilmacow are good and uh, as I said they have a few great men in Hayes and Harney and uh, James Walsh has come through there playing with Kilkenny in the 20s last two seasons as well so you know it's, it's a hard one to call but maybe Sleeve Rue might edge that one Okay and I suppose how they deal with Paul Rocket is uh, part of the, the, the story isn't it for Sleeve for yeah Paul Rocket mm. is, Paul Rocket has been a super servant for, for Sleeve Rue and like the thing is if you give away free anywhere within the 65 metres any corner any wing Paul Rocket will point it so uh, you know he's lethal and uh, he's a very good forward and as I said they were missing him early on in the year and uh, a couple of teams including ourselves and we got to beat Sleeve Rue but it might be a different story now with Paul Rocket on board mm. and you're hopeful you might get over Clonine Ah, oh, sure, look at as I said, ourselves and Clonine have great battles down the years and um, there's never never anything simple. I'm hopeful, yes, but uh, not overly confident. Um, just be hoping that a point would do if we could get there. Okay. Simple as that. We'll see how it goes. Thanks, Jerry. We will. Okay. No problem, Pat. Take that's, care. Bye-bye. That's the JJ Kavanagh and Sons uh, Junior Hurling uh, Championship. And uh, Nicky? Yeah, just on behalf of everyone here to send our sympathy to the Fitzpatrick family. That's why the Freshwater game was off. Uh, Johnny's wife, uh, Phyllis, uh, died over the last uh, day or so. And we send our condolences to Emma, James, Aoife, Eileen, John, David and Lydia. All very involved in Freshwater Hurling and Camogie. And uh, we, send, we send our sympathies to the Fitzpatrick family. Or yesterday, Gravanum. And uh, they split the pot. Catherine O'Keefe, 780 euros first prize. And uh, the promoter there is Oriadas. Darrow Dwyer, 80 euro second prize. And Jim Nugent Sr., 50 euro. And uh, Jim Cashin, uh, the promoter there. And that's the next draw is the 6th of October. Imagine we're heading, into, heading towards October. And... Uh, we're another week or so in September to go. All right, we'll take a break. JJ Kavanagh and Sons, keeping the country moving for almost a century. Early Agri Services Limited, Hebron Industrial Estate, main dealer for Crone, Deitz, Far, Amazon, and many more top brands. Tractor parts and servicing. We're open Monday to Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturday from 9 to 1. Early Agri Services Limited on 056 776 We're on the web, earlyagri.ie. Early Agri Services Limited, Hebron Industrial Estate, Kilkenny. Get your home winter ready in one day with Dennis Byrne and Ecomax Insulation. 
grants of up to €9,500 for insulation of walls and attic. Ecomax are licensed installers of external insulation. We provide spray foam insulation for attics and roofs. Call Dennis Byrne on 086-407-4820. We're on the web, www.ecomax.ie. Contact Ecomax and avail of the home insulation grants of up to €9,500. Dennis Byrne and Ecomax Insulation, for a warmer home. JJ Cavan and Sons, sponsoring Friday Talksport from 6 to 7 on Community Radio Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Okay, and uh, a few other bits and pieces, Nicky. Yeah, just uh, all getting busy now on the uh, hockey and rugby front. Kilkenny Hockey tomorrow, Ladies Division 1 are away to Trinity First, Kilkenny First. Ladies Division 7, Kilkenny Seconds versus Western Seconds, a Kilkenny Venue. And Ladies Division 10, Kilkenny Thirds versus Glenann Thirds. Uh, under 14s are in action as well, away to Pembroke Wanderers Second. And in rugby, well, the start of the Leinster League. Well, I'm afraid it's Division 1B for Kilkenny this year, but the Seconds are in action uh, at um, 1 o'clock against Kildara and the first interaction at 3 o'clock against Kildara all taking place out in Folkestone tomorrow we wish them well and uh, we'll probably get talking to James Blanchfield at some stage in the near future uh, we've obviously been under so much pressure with hurling and that's probably what we're going to get on about now lots of other things happening of course like Ireland um, playing Northern Ireland in women's soccer at tomorrow at uh, 1 o'clock and of course the big uh, rugby match tomorrow night that uh, all getting excited about South Africa having um, six big forwards on the bench to come in and only one back so <laughs> I've been intrigued by the discussion on that but uh, see what their intention is <laughs> yeah but I, unfortunately Pat rugby has gone to the stage now where I mean last night France were playing Namibia uh-huh. now they're better by a cricket score but one of the Namibia lads uh, broke the jaw of uh, the best yeah. player that France have and supposedly the best player in the world mm-hmm. Alain Dupont yeah and um, so there's aspects yeah, of can rugby. pick up injuries well it's yeah. very it's got, yeah. it's got extraordinary physical now yeah yeah I mean when they, when you hear people saying France have six big lads on the bench they'll just take off six and bring on six that's right I yeah, mean yeah. Uh, what's that about you know like for like mm. ok um, well I spoke to Joe Hennessy earlier this evening he's only coming home from the reunion of the 82-83 team so he's uh, he coming home this evening uh, yeah that's all yeah <laughs> I'm joking he was uh, heading out to train they're preparing for the Shield final tomorrow JJ Kavna Kochar Supporting Community Radio Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Joe Hennessy, uh, you're still fresh from uh, celebrating the 82-83 victories. Uh, had you a good night? Oh, thanks, Pat. We had a great night in Langton's. Yeah, a lovely meal and great to see all the old faces again. And, uh, yeah, it's nice. We haven't, I haven't seen some of the lads are away and not living in Kilkenny, the Frank Hoolins and the Frank... Cummins and the lads are a good few away Tom and Dean McCormick and um, look it's great to get together and a lot of good work went in by Nicky and all the lads there so congratulations to the lad that organised it we had a great night out that's good uh, Joe the knockout championship is here although you have uh, you're kind of exempt this year this weekend James Stevens, you're playing O'Loughlin's oh, butcher that's serious too Ah yes, Pat. Well, look, we're absolutely delighted being the quarterfinals, and uh, we're looking forward now to the to the. Of course, this is you said the knockout weekend now, and uh, the real business end starts now. But it has been competitive. We we played our matches and won a few and drew a few and lost one, and uh, very 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 competitive. Exactly what you'd expect. So the draws, I believe, are going to be made Sunday evening. So we're all waiting now to see what way who we're going to come up against. Like 
and we're really looking forward to that like all the rest of the clubs Okay, and what was uh, the highlights for you over the, the, the league campaign? I'm sure, Patrick, every day you grow, so you're, you're trying to improve the team and uh, when we started and by the time we finished, you know, we did a lot of training and a lot of hurling and the team has moved on a bit and I think we, we you try to improve the team every time you go out, you try and play for the 60 minutes and there are days we played very well at times and we slackened off a little bit and you'd be punished as you would in Kilkenny. So, no, we're happy where we are and... Um, you know the weather is good now at the minute, so we're really looking forward to the to the next the following weekend. You played in all kinds of weather. Oh yeah, we did, Pat. We're out in then fort ourselves in the bridge. Oh yeah, what a night! It was on. This was unbelievable. Now, and credit to both teams. Um, the lads said, it was, it was, "You have to be there to realise how bad it was." So we ended up with ten points each, and it was a, a low scoring game, but you're. Look, at, it was a hurricane condition, so it was an unbelievable night. A night you'll never forget. Right, well, you were up close and personal with the Shamrocks. How, what sort of shape are they in? Oh, sure, the Shamrocks are the Shamrocks, Pat. They're a hard team to beat. Uh, we went well for a while in it, and we're decent enough now. We were, we're happy enough at times and fell away a little bit at the end. But sure, look, at after the Shamrocks and... Uh, from here on now, I'd say, you know, there'll be still the team to beat. That's a genuine assessment. They're there, there, and, you know, the team that beats them will probably win it out. Three city teams, uh, they're going well. Yes, Pat is very competitive in the town here. Um, so it's all up for grabs now, and, you know, semi-finals, finals, whatever, we'll all be trying to be there, and we'll probably cross doors down along the way. Who knows what way the draw will go. So it's there to be there, there to be won now and a little bit of look along the way. We'll see what way the draws go, but we're really, really looking forward to it. Tullerone and uh, Bennett's Bridge, they're going to be, uh, one of those are going to be gone by this weekend and uh, they're seen as two fairly heavy hitters. Absolutely, Pat. Look at under day, either or would be, wouldn't be out of place in a semi-final or a final even for that matter, so... You look, one of them may be gone and it's going to be a huge disappointment to the one that loses out there, but what a game. It'll be a huge crowd at that match, I reckon. So, you know, it's up for grabs now and I suppose it'll come down to a little bit of luck one way or the other, but I don't think there'll be much in it. Two very, very good teams. It's kind of your first season now involved with the split season. What's your thoughts? Um, the thing about it is, Pat, it'll be over very... That's the thing I worry about. We all love the game so much, but it's going to be... It'll be over in a short couple of weeks, you know, say, Jenny, like, where did it go, you know? So I know it's hard to get the whole thing right, but I would say years ago, back when we were playing, if you had a couple of league matches before Christmas, I still think the All-Ireland should be in September. I still think the minors should be playing before the senior final things haven't improved that way you know we had a great system going I would have preferred the minors on before the senior final and the final on in September mm. the inter-county scene is rushed the club scene is rushed and uh, yes. th- th- there's no one really happy in that regard y- yes that's the fear that's about just about sums them up Sum- sums it all up there now and you'd wonder years ago how did they play a Rockless and Railway Cups and I know the club championship um, probably 
done away with the Railway Cup and the Oireachtas and that but by having two or three league matches before Christmas I think I think that was the best way out of it and, and of course the hurling supporters then couldn't get enough of it that, that, that satisfied them probably heading into the winter you know Right. And on the club scene locally, uh, having, uh, I suppose, two weeks between even your league games is is, is the best way, uh, giving lads a bit of a chance to recover and look at what's coming ahead. Ah, uh, you do, but you need a little bit of time to recover. I mean, it's just competitive. Um, of course, and then you have the few lads gone away from all the clubs. There's no one exempt from that. But, um, yeah, you do need a bit of a break. They're only amateurs, really. You know, so injuries and everything, you, you do need a two-week break. But Joe, I'll put you on. We're all, into, we're, all, we're all the same. There's no one has an advantage over any other team, so, no. you know, that's it. Joe, I'll put you on the spot. Are James Stevens contenders? Absolutely. We're there, we're there with the rest of them, and by the time they're finished with us, we'll give a good account of ourselves. Community Access Radio for Kilkenny City. This is Community Radio Kilkenny City on 88.7 FM. And that was Joe Hennessy there, and uh, after coming off a, a, a good night, uh, you had a good night, Nicky. Yeah, lovely, lovely got together and. Um you know, lads are in good shape and looked to us 40 years, Pat. And actually, when you think about it, it was a great achievement to double-double. And there's only somebody reminded me on the night, we actually won three national leagues in the two years because we actually won in 82, Division 1B, as well as the overall league. Yeah, that's and then right. We won the yeah. league next year. So yeah, we yeah. actually won in the two years, two All-Irelands and three leagues. Mm. So, um, look, that. I mean, I accept we didn't have the run that the great teams under Brian Cody had, but to win that yeah. was a fairly serious yeah, achievement yeah. now, to be fair. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Uh, did it take much organising? Ah, not really, no. Yeah. Uh, Richie, myself, Billy Fitz, Ian Fenley and Kieran Brennan met a few times and uh, ah, that wasn't really. Sent out word. Once you had the, the old text message and God sorted. And, yeah, you know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, it was a grand night and we thank Eamon Langton for his help. We thank the county board and the supporters club for helping us as well. And uh, look, we had a we had a, fairly, a pretty good contingent there and... and a few absentees but there were all good reasons why they were absent yeah yeah and uh, it's important you know for uh, that uh, county board and uh, supporters club that uh, you know they're, they're coming in behind that kind of thing well there was no supporters club out in those days in fact yeah. back in those days in actual fact Pat what happened was we sold photographs ourselves in order to pay mm, for the, mm. to go on a, to a bit of a trip and all that sort of thing so look look it was a different time a different yeah, time yeah. but the achievements were very noteworthy and um, we got Barry got some very nice interviews on the night, which you'll be using. I saw you some of them yeah. today in an ad, but they'll be used over the next week or so, and people can hear back. And we'll have them up on the uh, our own podcast on Spotify, the CKRC Sport Podcast on Spotify. They'll up there in the next week mm. or so as well. Okay, right. Looking at the action the weekend, where do you want to start? Well, look, I mean, the two games in Northern Park on Saturday, to be quite honest, look, are, are just the Shield final yeah, and the League they're, final. They're, they're just. Clubs are going to go through the motion. These are not going to be taken seriously. Yeah, I was thinking about that. The main thing that. here is just to get, just to get um, uh, players, not get them injured. Mm. That's the main thing. But I was thinking about that, like, Glenn Moore, it's, you know, it isn't often they'll have a chance to win a league final. Yeah, I take the, I take the point, Pat, but look, it's not one you're going to... Look, 
you're not going out to necessarily lose it, but you're not going to sweat. You saw last Sunday now again in Thomastown and Lizdowney, there were so many players coming <laughs> off in the end, it was confusing. You, to might, you, so might, you mightn't kill yourself going into the last enough, quarter. I think Kevin Sweeney might have touched the hamstring on that one right, for Lizdowney, okay. we don't know. Look, it's going to be far more serious when you get uh, when you hit um, John Locke Park at half four on Saturday. You'll be in the middle of that yourself, Shamrock's Belly Hill, playing uh, Dane's Fort, and we notice that number 20 on the programme for the match is one Colin Fenley, so he's either, he's either landed from Dubai or is on the way from Dubai because he was playing a match in Dubai last weekend so he's uh, he's number 20 in the programme and uh you know, he might number twenty might be starting. We'll he, have to, we'll he's hardly travelling to sit on the bench. I would doubt <laughs> if he's travelling to sit on the bench. Look, um, not going to be disrespectful to Dan's Fort. It's been a tough all year for him. You've had a lot of injuries. You still have players that are out, and uh, while Shamrocks may be coming a little bit back towards the pack, um, I think it's one year. Uh, you don't you're, think they're that far back? I don't think so. No, right, no. I okay. think uh, I think this would probably go down as the shock of all shocks. Okay. And I think, um, and I look at. I'm not asking you to comment on this. But I suppose the main thing is that you come unscathed from that game so that you're ready for the um, the actual relegation for final, the quarter which final. takes place on the 7th of April. That's the main thing that yeah. you want to be right for that. If it's the quarterfinal, good luck to you. <laughs> yeah, then moving on Saturday further, you have the uh, the two intermediate quarterfinals down for Saturday. Liz Downey and Conaghy, Thomas Down and Fenians. Now, obviously, Liz Downey and Thomas Down came through. the um, It impressed me through their league stages and... Um, Look, Lisdowney and Connie. Connie here have played better. They played a decent game last Saturday. I like the work rate. Made some silly mistakes, but look, that's such his life. Uh, Lisdowney possibly lost Kevin Sweeney as a result of a hamstring. They have a lot of experience in. They've gone for a younger team this year, and they'll still be the team to beat. But I, I wouldn't dismiss Connie's chances at all in that game. Were they were they short anyone last uh, last week? Is Downey? Yeah. Well, they were probably possibly resting one or two. I'm not sure if they were not. But Thomas Town were missing a lot more uh, because they didn't talk John Donnelly and maybe one or two Tucker Henry wasn't uh, talked out and maybe a few more or John Joe Farrell. But um, I don't think Liz Downey were as such. But they alternated their team a fair bit. And um, look, I think Connie would be up for the game, but um, Liz Downey would be favourites, and they're they're favourites based on league form and they're mm. favourites based on coming down from senior last year. Uh, and it's not been me putting the poor mouth on, but I'd give Connie a decent chance in that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I noticed Vinny Fitzpatrick wasn't playing last week and he's down to play this week. That's so, yeah. Forward, yeah. There could yeah. be there could be people who maybe yeah. they wanted to rest because they had nickels or something. That's that's fair enough. Yeah. It's very hard to see um look we're, we're to, to for anybody in for anywhere to be talking against the Fenians. If Thomastown are obviously the favourites for the intermediates, uh, uh again, and I think they're very conscious of that fact and I think they'll probably overcome the Fenians because the Fenians would have you saw it last Saturday Sunday evening against um, against uh, Carrick Shock immediately Carrick Shock were woeful wasteful in front of goal but Fenians are Fenians and uh, nobody will take them for granted if they get right. a sniff have to get a sniff oh, that's to get the thing sniff. yeah get a sniff get a sniff yeah, yeah. the other two games I want to mention on Saturday and we have um, we'll have them covered at uh, half ten in Dunmore O'Loughlin Gales versus Dixborough in the under 15A county semi-final Kieran Neary will be there for us and at one o'clock it's Young Ireland versus Dunhamagan in the other A semi-final Barry Henriquez will be there for us so huge games that we are uh, very much um, keeping an eye on now we won't have people at the other games but the junior or the under 15B quarterfinals there's two three of them down on Saturday Barra Rangers versus Carrick Shock Greg Namana versus Emeralds and Munkine versus Piltown they're all on at half 
10 and yeah. the venues are the first named teams there there's a number of Shield finals Shield semi-finals as well that's Saturday moving on to Sunday obviously they, they, they're, the games ratchet up big time in UPMC Nolan Park 1 o'clock it's Greg Ballycallan and Clara and oh, 3 o'clock Tullerone and Venice Bridge a huge double header and um, look <sighs> I saw Clara the last day I was impressed. I saw Bally Callan against James Stevens in the first match. I thought it very decent. They're getting a lot out of their young guys are responding very well and have grown into the competition. Uh, they're they're playing with maturity beyond their years. And while Bally Callan might not get much further this year, they've made huge progress and have set themselves up uh, for the future. But I. Uh, I'll go with Clara on the basis that I think they have a bit more strength around the field and stronger. But Belly Callan will not die soft, and uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Belly Callan won that match. How do you think that'll go? Yeah, and uh, I, I think the fact that is in a good open field for uh, Ballycallan that'll that'll help them a bit. Uh, the young players because they're fast and uh, right, you might say they're lacking experience, but they've shown uh, you know that uh, they're very good on the ball and they're very, what they've been very good at is taking scores. You know, they've been yeah. very efficient. Very tight. That's, that's the thing, you know. So, so look at I. I'd give it a boat to Clara, but it's a, a slight boat. Tolerone and Venice Bridge could be a very big game there. I am uh, betwixt and between. I'm actually going to go with the bridge. I think they might be coming good at the at the one time. They'll be disappointed to have lost to Glenmore the last day, uh, but Tolerone are going to be missing John Walton. I understand, and Garrod Dunn will play, but perhaps will need a, will need some medical help to play. Might need an injection and in that. I'm told uh, that could be all lies, of course, but we just have to wait and see. But that could be a, that could be a brilliant game on Sunday. I'm going slightly mm. in favour of the bridge. What way are you going? Yeah, um, Tullerone, uh, now John Walton wasn't playing that much. He didn't play against us either. No, but he's a fair asset. He's oh, he is. So I mean, if he gets the ball in his hand, it's a point. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the, that's the one. What are you that, going for? Um, I'm, I'm inclined to lean towards the bridge. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and it's, uh, uh, I, I just think that you know Liam Blanchfield being back Jason Clear also back from injury yeah. that full forward line I like that full forward yeah, line yeah. I think Jason Clear is uh, uh, Shawnee Morris he makes the, the whole forward line tick in my opinion time, yeah. and his movement around and uh, Kieran Brennan is back as well now you know the, you know you Kieran Brennan Liam Blanchfield and Jason Clear back ah yeah no the big options look at the big it's, options it's a, no, it's, a, it's a slight nod for me again I could go I either could, way I could go either yeah, way could, yeah. on Sunday evening at 5 o'clock out in Dane's Fort it's Mondavat versus Erdens Owen um, I was hugely disappointed with Mondavat the last day and the day before that I saw him playing the Borough and I was hugely impressed by him so I don't know which Mondavat team is going to turn up now Comer might be with Sylvie might be without Connor Fogarty who is obviously a key person to them but I'm going to give Comer a slight nudge, a slight nudge on that one. Who are you going for? Well, Mullavatter seem to be a one-off team. Yeah. The two games together is their problem. And they have a bit of a break for this. And, the, 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 you know, they can have a, a real cut at, at, at Aaron's own. And, and I think with John Walsh back, I think it might... 
Yeah. Well, look, our second commentary game of the weekend is at 12 o'clock in Thomaston. We're actually at Connie and Dillisdowney uh, tomorrow at uh, 2 o'clock, but we'll be down in Grenon at two, 12 o'clock on Sunday, yourself and myself, and I think this could be the game of the weekend. Donamagan and Young Ireland's. Young Ireland's are absolutely motoring. Seen them in the last two matches. Huge momentum, and Donamagan have been impressive through the league. I think this could be a right match. I'm actually going with Young Ireland's. I've seen them twice, and I'm because of that and in the other game I just feel Moonkind might have a bit too much for Martins who might be have clocked up a few injuries how are you seeing those two? Yeah well I think uh, Moonkind are the fly in the ointment in the in the intermediate championship and uh, because they're backed up by decent junior teams as well and uh, I haven't seen Donna Magan so yeah. it's hard for me to but yeah, I, I saw was him, impressed I saw by beating, Gordon I saw him beating the roar yeah. but I thought but only for um, Andy O'Dewey and Gold they might have won that match hmm so I'm looking look, forward to it now it'll yeah, be a, yeah. I think it'll be a great game yeah I find it hard to just because uh, I haven't seen Dunhamagan I, I, it's hard to, to give an opinion on it but Dunhamagan have had a good year and as a club they're having a good year they're in a minor county final they're under 15s are, are, are there as well they're, they're a club that's, there's a lot of nice hurlers that coming through there as well so it'll be it'll be um, it, it's uh, it's been a, a good year uh, so far for them but um, I suppose your adult team you like to see how they're going and uh, they'd, they'd like to be making a quarter final after being in the top four but these lads have come through all under has been very good have had decent runs at it now they're mature enough now you know, Dennis so. Walsh is the key man yeah, from yeah, what I can and, see in yeah, most games and yeah, yeah, and their defence you know is yeah. their half back line seems to be seems to be pretty good that seems to be uh, you know the launch pad for them um, Before I let you go, Pat, on Keolog's Cora tomorrow morning, I have Jim Maher, the Shannock Key, and uh, music man and drummer, or uh, Bowron player from Is he Ian telling Ma- stories? He'll be on in the morning <laughs> after nine o'clock. You'll enjoy it. I have it, I have uh, it already uh, recorded. Jim is Jim. Jim is great, and uh, he has a way. He has a way with phrases and words, hasn't he? And an uncle of our own, Eamon Butler, who's part of our sports team here. That's right. Well, Eamon has a way with words too. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, okay, Nikki. Thanks. Just to give a split the pot again, and uh, it was seven hundred and eighty euros uh, was the first prize, and that was won by Catherine O'Keefe and Oriadas. There is was the promoter, Darrow Dwyer, eighty euro. We not sure of the the promoter there. That was the second prize, and Jim Nugent Senior uh, drinks all around out in the the uh, Grange in tonight. Uh, he won fifty euro, and Jim Cashin was the promoter there, or else, as I say. It could be helping to sponsor the uh, the um, treble for the next few weeks as uh, Jim will be given uh, his treble tomorrow as well. All right, bye and God bless. Take care. Uh, Paul Brophy is up next with Communities in Action and uh, we've loads of sport coming up over the weekend. Stay tuned to Community Radio Kilkenny City. Championship Hurling on Community Radio Kilkenny City is sponsored by John Brennan Machinery, Country Style Foods, Michael Ling Motors and JJ Cavanagh Bus. Community Radio Kilkenny City, for the people, by the people.